Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawin, the apprentice wizard. So, you guys head into the tower uh, to go get Leotah, who is presumably holding Abagash. You guys got into the tower, however, you found yourselves back in the study that you find yourselves in now. And this is the room where the big, large fireplace uh, has purple and green fire in it. It's got this large desk, couch. Uh, I think Baptist always turned it over to get the pocket change out of it. Um, and the doors behind you were shut. And when you first got in here again, uh, Leotah welcomed you back to her abode and taunted you with back again, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Come on out. There should be some, like, two little arrows or something you get to get it back. The conversation bar on the left side of the screen, there's two, like, chat-looking icons. Yeah. Blue over a gray. That should bring it back if you click it. Ah, God. Give me back my baby, you warthog from hell. (laughs) The only thing in this room is... (laughs) (laughs) The fireplace, the table, the couch, and some chairs. Correct. There's no other... The two doors that you are closed behind you, yes, there's also that. There's nothing else that you see in the room. What was it she said? No trap doors or anything? Hey, Sarah, can you give me a pencil? You've not found any trap doors um, yet. There is a plush rug in the center of the floor. Fireplace has green flames that... A, a hint of purple every once in a while. What, uh, what was it she had said when we first came back into the room again? Uh... I see you have come back to the tower once again to meet with me. Are you prepared to face your challenges? Which would mean the purple fire. Um, check out we, that, we had, somebody check out the door while we're chatting. We had we had searched all the walls before the last time we were in this place, right? You had, yes. Do we... F- I mean, I know this was pretty much like an extra-dimensional space, maybe, but do we feel that it's the same as it was before the last time we were in it? You certainly feel like it's the same space that you've been in before, yes. Uh, yeah. Everything was back in order. I think you guys might have tried to burn something the last time, and this time everything was back was on fire. The table's there, the couch is there, three chairs, rug. So it looks like it's been undisturbed, whereas I'm sure last time, like I said, I'm pretty sure Baptist flipped the couch, found some coins in the, the crevices, and I think you guys tried to burn either the table or something, and I, I believe it. I can't remember if it burned or not, but in either case, everything looks undisturbed, though it is the same furniture and setup as you'd seen before. All right. Should we just go through? Just kind of accept it? Obviously, I think that, you know, Jeffrey's planning for us to do this as much as he can plan for us to do anything, so. I don't plan for anything with you guys. But at the same time, I'm really. After throwing away reams of paper in my past, (laughs) I just gave up and I just roll with it. You guys have made me much better GM than I ever had been before, just simply because. How many note cards do you have in front of you? 
I've really I've got like the init cards. I've got my blank session notes card. I do have this card, which might may or may not have some stuff on it. Quick, somebody oh screen cap. <laughs> <laughs> and I I did write this up today, but it's flexible. All right, well I'm ready for anything. There is no direction you can go that I'm any less prepared for than the other. Okay, say that now. <laughs> well, I'm looking for a workaround. I don't want to go through the bacon hallway of death again. We're not going to have a choice, I don't think. I mean, we can keep trying to search the room. Like, did the doors seem locked? You said you were going to check those, right? Well, we got up. Yeah, somebody needs to. I don't think my characters would be the most adequate for the job. But, but we got almost upstairs, right, before and we went through a, on the stairs we got zapped or what happened how did we get here we were just about to go into the uh, well we could yeah, we had climbed up onto that pterodactyl balcony and gone back into the hallway that we were before and then I don't remember yeah, we went I through a lot of stuff I think you guys might have actually tried to work your way back up because you guys knew the last place you'd found the throne room more or less inside the castle was at the oh, top that's of a set of was. stairs and that's where the big showdown happened last time between Leotah and Americal. right so I'm pretty sure you guys because you guys end up here, we sort of hand-waved you guys working your way through the tower to that set of mm-hmm. stairs, working your way up. But then partially up that stairs, people started to disappear. Are we and still flying? Do you remember how long the fly spell lasted? It was for a while, and I'm inclined to say you probably have 10, 15 minutes of flying left. Unless someone can tell me it was like days worth of fly. I, mean, like, I have no recollection. I remember it was a while. It was a while, and that's like I'm inclined to say that by the time yeah, you the, worked your way through the tower... There were and, three people flying, so I'm guessing it was a 24. Yeah. It was so Nooney and... It was plus eight hours. Bong was flying, wasn't he? Bong was flying, and I think Santh, maybe? Um, I don't think Santh was flying. Nooney, Klaus, Bong, and... Gonlex? Maybe Gonlex? Gonlex. Yeah, I yeah, think Gonlex. Because um, you guys were helping others up the rope. Yeah. But the roll is 1d6 plus 8 hours, so it's at least 9 hours. I don't remember what I rolled, but... Okay. So... The minimum would be 9. So Bong is still flying right. for the rest of the day. <laughs> can we go back out the doors that we came in? You can try. Yeah, let's check them out. Who's going to try? I think Baptist should have a look at them. I'll look at them. Okay. Go ahead and make a... Uh, you can either... However you want to look. Do you just want to try them? What are you going to do? Uh, I want to take the trap. Okay. Fine trap. Yeah, um, you do not find any traps. I'd like to take a look, too. Okay. Patrice can take a look. 26. You do not find any traps. Does the door appear to be locked? It does appear to be locked. Can somebody do like a detect magic on the door just to see if it's barred magically or maybe? I suppose I can do that. Let's see what my. Oh, yeah, I got. I'm good. Well, I think I have negative one to all spell checks. Yeah, that sounds right. That's more than awesome. Hey, if you can still fly, it's been, he's still... It's been like three weeks. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like a plus 11 to all spell checks. Yeah, that's what it should be. It's so long. Good name. Jeffrey, that's a 21, so that's, you know, high-ish. You do detect magic. <laughs> oh, this whole place is magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, sensory overload, maybe. I'm supposed to be able to distinguish between... Um, Creatures, 
and um, magical creatures and non-mortal creatures. The whole room radiates some form of magic. Um, a rough gauge of the magic strength. The magic seems extremely powerful. Um, as in probably some of the strongest auras of magic that you have felt. Mm. And you sort of get that from the whole room, so it's not necessarily centered on just the doors. You get it sort of an equal feel of magic throughout the room. No. This damn tower is exhausting. Yeah. Uh, you want to dispel it? The magic or the tower? <laughs> <laughs> Can you cast Wizard Sense, Matt? Uh, I believe so. That help anyway. Did I learn that? Yes, I can cast that. What do you know? That'll pretty much just... It's kind of like a scrying spell, isn't it? Uh, where are you? Is that a fourth level spell? Yeah, it is. Yeah, the caster can extend his senses beyond normal human range to observe distant events or glimpse the truth. You can cast it. See what happens. Okay. The casting time is one round. It lasts one round for caster level. Eight. Fourteen. Failure, but not lost. He's like, hang on, this is a warm-up. It's been three weeks (laughs) since I cast a spell. Cracks his knuckles. And he does it again. Oh, that's better. Uh, Similar to above, but the caster extends his vision to observe whatever is in seeing distance from his designated location. Illumination factor and the caster. Illumination is a factor, and the caster can only observe an area in a 10 foot radius from his chosen point. So that doesn't sound like it'd be very helpful. It says you can try to see. So okay. the caster must choose location well known to him or within sight of his current position beyond a closed door, a copse of trees, the roof of a nearby tower, etc. Uh, Mephis so, is going to try to peer into the throne room where the glass darkly was. Your mind clouds, you catch a glimpse of the mirror room where the combat took place between America and Leotal, and you see a glass dome towards the center of the room with this almost dentist-looking chair with this strange contraption that sort of bellows a little bit of steam, and it's got this arm that holds this ruby red jewel almost shaped like a heart thing and it's got this other arm that has this wicked looking saw blade on it and it's its arms move a little bit you see a shadowy figure off to the side and in this chair thing is strapped abagash and in your vision clouds and pulls back uh, what can I know about the You almost feel like you were mentally assaulted to, to do that. didn't cause real harm, but you, you certainly felt a drain from, from doing that. All right, so uh, the shadowy figure, did Mephrodis feel that that may have been Leotal? Strong suspicions it was Leotal. All right. I vote we planter step right over there. Yes, do it. That seems like, I like it. That can't go wrong. Do it. <laughs> I appreciate the confidence. Okay. Uh, Mephrodis starts drawing his circle right over here in the floor. Once he's done, he invites everyone to step inside to take a ride on the Mephrodis Express. <laughs> Jargon instantly starts feeling nauseous, but 
He steps in. Travis and Nooney class step in. We do too. Nicky Don lets her up. Let's do it. All right, roll good, Memphis. Everybody but Bowling gets in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. Good to be back. I mean, this game. <laughs> Just fumbled your planer step roll. Yeah. Oh, so, that'll be safe. I need to look up some charts. This ought to be fun. Um, so, what do we do next, Jeffrey? <laughs> I roll a 1d6 modified by luck. We're going to a different planet. Yeah, just step us into your next campaign, Jeffrey. Look at that. That worked out perfect. We're, we're the victors. We're uh, known well throughout the town. That's not good. Okay, so you roll one, you're doing D6 modified by luck. I got a zero. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> Corruption <laughs> plus patron taint plus misfire. <laughs> so, let's start with corruption. Ah, 1D8 modified by luck. Six. Greater. Fantastic. <laughs> oh. It's just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> so suddenly the purple fire is looking pretty good. <laughs> just leave Medford is gurgling in the floor. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. So let's see. Finwa, since we have to roll real corruption. Greater corruption. Greater corruption is a D10 modified by luck. So in this case, I think it's a. You have a negative two to your luck right now. Is that what it is? Yes. So I think you go to him plus two. Is that right? It says plus luck. Plus plus. D ten minus the spell level plus the luck. Oh, minus the spell level. We haven't oh. been doing that, have we? Yeah. Wow, that's where it sucks. So it's gonna be like a negative five to my roll. Yeah. And you don't want to roll low on this table. Alright, characters' limbs are replaced with sucker tentacles. One limb is replaced at random each month for four months. At the end of four months, it is impossible to hide the character's inhuman nature. So... Just tentacles, maybe that... That might come in handy in a few. <laughs> Let's just see which limb turns tentacle first. Left arm is one, right arm is two, left leg is three, right leg is four. Leg, leg, come on, leg. Right arm turns into a tentacle. Man, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's better than anything I could have come up with for this whole night. <laughs> I didn't even do it. So, okay, that takes care of corruption. Now we got patron taint. Man, oh. do I even have that document? I'm just saying, which patron do you want, you know? We'll do Malak, probably. Because okay. this one is most written up. Do you have that in front of you, though? I do. That dude's a jerk. Malak had never cared about me. You're about to see how little he cared. Okay. Invoke patron, patron, patron taint. Roll a 1d6. Modified by luck, I'm assuming. Probably. For a 2, the caster's hair begins to become stiff and bristly to the touch. 
If this result is rolled a second time, small twigs become part of the caster's hair with small leaves. If this result is rolled a third time, the caster's hair becomes composed entirely of small twigs and leaves. If the caster chooses to shave their head, the small twigs and leaves will return in their entirety by morning. Okay. <laughs> so you've got a tentacle arm and twiggy head. A little, uh, little hair going. I like it. And the last thing is the misfire. That's the one that I didn't want to roll. D, that is a D4. That's the one we should be worried about, fellas. Is that the one modified by luck? It doesn't it? say anything about being modified by luck. So, yes. Oh, it's only a D4. Everything else is. I'm assuming it would be, but I'm, I don't know. It doesn't have any ranges, so I'm thinking it's not. I think it's just roll a D4. Okay. Three. Caster's clothes and possessions are transported 120 <laughs> miles in a random direction. But he remains in place, naked and without equipment. Yes, yes. <laughs> Crap, I lost all my junk. Clotilda's mask is out there somewhere. And now. it's 19 miles away. All your stuff just went 19 miles in a random direction. So now we're staring at Memphis, who has a tentacle arm and twigs for hair. <laughs> All this gone. And that all happened like simultaneously. You guys were expecting to get zapped someplace cool. All of a sudden, Mephrodis has a tentacled right arm and is naked. I think Jargon's still going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it again. Come on, everybody. Back in the circle. <laughs> uh, I agree. Cast it again. Do we have anything in the bag of holding to equip this dude now? <laughs> Like, just a robe to put on, There's maybe? There's got to be some cloth or something. In there. <laughs> a loincloth. Bong can loan him a loincloth. <laughs> he gets one of the uh, armchair covers and, like, <laughs> from the sofa. <laughs> we cut up the couch and make him a suit. <laughs> let's, let's cut that rug and make him a little kilt thing. A toga. Yeah, we take care of that. Mepherd is, he, he makes it. You get Mepherd is clothed again. That spell did not work so well. You're not sure if it's the tower's magic making it more difficult or what, but something did not go well. So I have to burn a point of luck to cast it again. Or a point of spell burn, rather. I hate spell burning. I'm going to spell burn strength. One point of strength. Y'all are cool with this, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't want to go down that stupid hallway. Now we're going to we're gonna try to go to the room again. You guys don't even know what's through the fire. Hey. 24. We don't care to know. <laughs> With a single step, the caster travels to a location 2,000 miles distant on this world or any adjacent, adjacent moon or planet. The caster must be familiar with the location, either via personal experience, detailed knowledge, or study second basis. Uh, can I carry people with me? Four. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-huh. luck. Can we boost it? Where we need to the get to the next level? Uh, we need three points to get to 27. Does that help us, though? I'm not sure that gets you... Oh, this is the one where if you draw the circle, everyone within it goes. Okay. Ah. Oh, sweet. Okay, so yeah, he needs three. Okay, so you need three points? Yeah. You actually have four, but you got it. That's even better. Okay. So, you begin to step, goes into this foggy tunnel, uh, goes into this foggy tunnel, 
you start to materialize in this mirrored room, you guys all catch a glimpse of what Ephraim saw through the wizard sense. And you see the dome, and you see Abagash in this, you know, dentist-like chair with this steam-being machinery-type thing with this gem coming closer towards Abagash. But then the world sort of buzzes out, and you can see this figure off to the side make these hand motions. And you find yourself back in this fog, and you see yourself glimpsing inside this foyer room for a moment. Can but I, then that taps out. Can I dispel? End up in the hallway. No, <laughs> end up beyond the hallway in this room right here. There's a pile of clothing just sitting there. It looks familiar to uh, to Mephrodus. Oh. And then you hear a voice that says, Did you think such tricks would work to come see me directly? You must meet my challenges before you can be honored to duel with me. And you must hurry if you wish to save your loved one. This is where we have to get the brothers together, isn't it? She says, If you seek audience with me, then you must uh, bring the four brothers of this world all born together and gather them here. And there's this little shallow depression if we do this bullshit for you, what are you going to do to him? <laughs> are you going to come out here and fight? You will have earned the right to challenge for your loved one. These dudes are going to, like, what kind of power are they going to bring to her, though? I ain't worried about her. This is this is totally a screw job. You think so? Would, oh, absolutely. All right. Would, well, would let's me, just do it, then. Would Memphis have had a chance to dispel <laughs> Leotal yeah. during that planer's okay. trip? Yes. Make an intelligence check, Mephrodus. Love you. I love you too. That <laughs> time stuff. I didn't hit the. I didn't hit the mute. You did not. That's all right, Dustin. Love you guys. I thought you were sitting there yelling that at him as he was making his intelligence check. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. So Mephrodus thinks that Leotal is using powerful magics to protect key locations of the tower. And that that is why every time you've tried to broach the throne room, you have been transported somewhere else. You think it's almost like a teleport slash planar step protection that she has in place that reacts anytime someone tries to use such tactics to get inside her spell room directly. Has Mephrodus ever heard of such? Only in stories. When he was in the Selimar library reading, he never found a spell to do it. But he, of course, read, you know, in order to find ways to bring a miracle back he read about great magics and stories of great greatness and he had heard of wizard towers and wizards protecting their states from other wizards by putting such protections into place so you suspect Leotal has this teleport trap per se rigged to bring you guys into these this gauntlet of sorts and that magical means of gaining access to that room will result in similar effects. Well. So, which one of the four hallways do you guys want to go down first? I think Nuni Klaus is going to cast Ancestral Voices. Let's let's all split up and go all down different hallways. We can cover a lot more ground that way. Do you have that whole spell, Jeffrey, in front of you? Which spell? Ancestral Voices. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I can in a second. Matt, doesn't, uh, doesn't every episode of Spellburn end with advice against that? <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, just give me just a second. I should be able to find this. I love Google. Yeah. 
and Google loves you. Yes, I have ancestral voices. Okay. I'm going to cast that. Okay. To get you ancestral voices offered advice to the caster. The caster may ask three questions that can be answered with a single word. The ancestors will answer them correctly. Ancestral advice also grants the caster a plus one bonus to all d20 rolls for ten minutes or until the last possible question is asked and answered. The spell then ends. So you're pretty much a plus one bonus on all d20 rolls for ten minutes Okay. Unless you ask three questions before that ten minutes ends up. Yes or no questions. Single word, not necessarily yes or no, but single word responses. All right, fellas, we got three questions. Uh, Kelly, you're muted there, bud. How about something like uh, like one, two, three, or four? Like counts to the doors. Which one is the easiest challenge? That's a good question. Like, like, point to the door, go one, two, three, four. Do you think that's, we're going to have to go down on the floor anyway? Yeah. I think. Let's get one under our belt. Well, I was thinking maybe a question like, is there a way around this? A yes or no question. You have, you have, ten, you have ten questions, right? Three. three. Oh, three. Three, and then it's going to be answered with a single word. Okay. But not necessarily yes or no. It just needs to be a single word. Is there a way to get to Abagash without accomplishing this feat of stupidity? Is that your question? That's my question. Do we have to get to the four brothers? So what's your question? <laughs> Do we have to complete this task in order to get... No. You just need to defeat the magic so we can't get past. <laughs> I think Cinder can get us through it, though. If he only knew where the mask was at. Hey, he's my. We got a relationship oh. now. I don't need the mask anymore. <laughs> Damn it, Jeffrey! <laughs> I had a good patron bond result. I mean, he's he's my friend. We're more like a. I'm like his protege now. You know, he's training me to be in the Sending Stone one day. You guys are homies. Yeah. Nice. And there's a door right in front of us. There is a door right in front of you. Is it possible to get through that door? Last time you looked, it was extremely difficult. It was a lock that I think you might have even tried to pick and rolled high on, and it was unpickable. But there is a door in front of you. We have more questions, though, correct? Yeah, I'm going to ask the ancestors if it's possible to get through that door. Yeah. Is this all yes and no stuff? No, it can be no. something different, but so far it's been an answer. It's just a single word answer. Not necessarily yes or no, but it will be a single word. <clears throat> Anybody got any ideas? Uh, to get a single word answer that helps, I'm having a hard time coming up with it. I mean, we can hang on to it. And we can just say, to heck with it, and go down all these hallways. It'll last for ten minutes, and I can, I've always got a plus one for that duration, so. Uh, I mean, we want to check out that door first? We checked it out last time. What happened? I don't remember. We we picked it. We tried to pick it. Got a real high roll and couldn't get it out. Okay. All right. Yeah, just. Is the take magic still in effect? 
Uh, yeah, probably. Lots of magic. Especially by the door. Can I can I tell any details about the door? Um, it's magical, and you suspect it's a portal of some sorts. It's more than just an ordinary door. Ooh. In his studies of planar travel, would Mephrodus have any kind of insight on what that sort of portal might be? You suspect given with what Leotal's already admitted to so far, what you've seen through Wizard Sense, and then what you did get out of the planar step, that it is likely a portal to the throne room. <coughs> Alright, I guess we can go down a hallway. Yeah, I mean... Unless someone I'm, has a good idea. No, I'm, I'm game with that. Alright. Um, I just don't think that we have the, uh, the high enough like check results or we can even get the high, high enough check results to get that thing to be uh, I don't know to drop the magic on it or dispel the magic on it <clears throat> there's four brothers is that what she said the four brothers of this world yeah. or something like that it's uh, a <coughs> depression in the middle of the room is that how big is that um it's probably one foot diameter indentations so there's four of them, a foot in diameter. So these are Beach. little. They, they must be like statues or something. Could be. Yeah, this is kind of, this this is a, this is a stupid thing to do. We gotta get those things. I'm open to creative ideas too. Okay. Why don't we? What if four of us stand them? Like just try standing them. So think about the riddle. Four brothers. Um. There was a riddle. East, Four North, brothers South of this world all born together. Gather them here. That's a riddle. Earth. Four brothers. Water and air. Born into fire. this world. Earth, wind, water, fire, maybe? Something. The elements. Yeah, it's worth a shot. We, we put all that crap in there. <laughs> okay. I have fire. How are you going to get... Where are you getting this stuff from? Jargon will empty one of his water skins into one of the circles. Okay, you get like this. It's a foot in diameter. You get teeny bit. You get part of it covered, but it looks like you could use more water to actually fill it. So it depends whether you want to fill it or if you think just a canteen worth of... Inside the bases of these things, like it's one foot in diameter, does it look like uh, there's a symbol inside of them at all? No symbols or anything like that inside of them, but they are bowl-shaped, but there's no symbols inside. They're all smooth stone, worked stone. It's more than just a rough cavern floor. So I don't, I don't know how much you're going to believe this, but um, since Gonlex was originally uh, a ditch digger, uh-huh. I still have my one pound bag of dirt on yep. me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait a minute. Sure, somewhere. Where did Kadok have my one pound bag of air? Also. <laughs> <laughs> So Gonlex will walk over to one of them and dump a bag of dirt in one of the impressions. Is that one of the actual things that's in the uh, ditch digger possession? Yeah, that's like that's one of my. Find dirt, right? Find dirt, one pound. Best game ever. (laughs) So you've got. Jargon will empty his other water skin. Okay, so you get one depression filled up with water, one filled up with a pound of fine dirt that the ditch digger has been carrying for two years. <laughs> in <laughs> real time. Babis <laughs> will start a fire in one of them. What are you going to start a fire with? I've got a couple torches we can toss in there. Okay. And, um... Bedford will put his tentacle leg in there. 
air is you're, you've got earth, you've got fire, you've got water. Turn. like this was the other one. <laughs> just like blowing it. Is that so? Yeah, who's gonna blow the hole? For Chris Tucker in the fifth album. Who's yeah, that's what I'm sitting there thinking of. <laughs> I actually just watched that yesterday. So, Coleman, do you have any fire? I have no fire. <laughs> you get each of those in the depressions, and you hear a resounding click from the door. Oh crap! And it's that just goes to open it. If you wouldn't have told us that it was a riddle, we would have been screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ancestral spirit told you all this. Did it? This is the second time the ancestral spirit has told us all this. I'm like, you guys again. <laughs> all the time with the... So I've got to ask, what's at the end of these hallways? Is it like, tin, uh, like kindling at the end of one and... <laughs> thing at the end of another cares I'm, sure, I'm sure they're elemental monsters we're not gonna go look no I'm that not looking that opens the door alright we'll, we'll cover Matt later okay <laughs> she's like cheaters so you open the door and you see this it goes in about five feet and you see this shimmering flame field thing in front of you it's like silver and black, it swirls, it's shimmering. I'm going to check for traps in the little corridor. You do not find any traps. Okay. Is it big enough? Is it, how big is it? I, I look as well. <laughs> the the corridor is a normal size, and Patrice does not find any traps either. The corridor goes five feet. It's a normal size corridor. The shimmering takes the whole end of the corridor. It's like it's dead end into the corridor. Room for one at a time kind of thing? Yes, room for one at a time. Uh, Pat will go first. Pat will go first. Okay. Let's step up. Pat steps through. Are you going to step through the thing? Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look over to Dandy. I'm going to tell her the truth about the baby, that it's really his. <laughs> she throws her hands up in disgust and walks away. Screw this! You go, Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> what does Dandy say? I'm more concerned about this she, now. <laughs> she uh, gives him a big kiss and a hug and then says, go get our baby. <laughs> Man. We're fucking him. Yeah, thank you. Turn this like just that. goes to some closet. He's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come back, though. So Patrice is going to do what? He's told Dandy. Yeah, I, 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 that I'm. I told her the truth, and he's just going to to step through this thing. If that's how that's this works. Yep. He steps through. It's this almost like mercury liquid. His arm goes through. He goes through, and he disappears on the other side. Okay. What does he see? <laughs> Don't know. It's great, guys. Come on. Well, Pat would know. We won't meet again, Jeffrey. I promise. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Jargon's going to go through. Yeah, Gonlex and Santh go through. Okay. They all three Dandy. disappear. Jargon, Santh, Gonlex all disappear. Dandy goes. Dandy disappears. Someone dragged Mephris through. Uh, no, Fish and Bong will both set free. Okay, you guys all disappear. Uh, Baptist, Noonie Klaus. Sant, did you go through? Yeah, Sant went through. Sant went through. 
Gonlix? Baptist went through it the first. Danny Claus went through early on. Baptist okay. went the last. So, you guys find yourself in... <laughs> Scroll up. Your drawings. <laughs> you guys find yourself... <laughs> In this room, with the throne in the center. However, this time there is also oh, memories. A this room, the one with the arrow in it. Wolf one. There is also a circular sphere, glass sphere over that I just indicated on the map like that. You guys are over here, which is about where the miracle stuff went down last time. These are the stairs that you came up last time you're in this room. The room is surrounded with glass mirrors all the way around it. Mm-hmm. Fight each other. The throne floats in the center. There's no one on the throne at the moment. Inside the glass sphere, you see Abigail strapped to this dentist chair looking thing underneath the glass dome. There's this contraption that's like rusty and it's got this one arm, mechanical looking arm that's got like this ruby human heart sized thing in it. And on the other hand, it's got this, like, surgical saw blade on it. Steam bellows out from some ports out of this thing. And it looks like the blade is moving closer towards the strapped-down Abigash. Oh, shit. And uh, you see um, the shadowy figure of who can only be Leotah over here. To Here, I'll throw a quick. Over here. However, you also see an... Let me switch to text. Griddle one, two, griddle three, griddle four, an iron sentinel one, an iron sentinel two, also in the room, seemingly protecting Leotah from this. Is there anything else I should note? Um, <laughs> Leotah shouts. Ah, you have finally arrived. However, you will not be in time. And she makes a motion towards the machine inside the glass sphere. Oh, and it's dear. a large, like a eight foot, ten foot diameter sphere thing that's over this chair. And it, the machine begins to go into motion and the saw blade comes closer towards Abigash. You know, we sacrificed a lot of virgins and killed a lot of people, but this is way more horrible than any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it playing in the background. Yeah, what the hell? What are we watching? What oh. are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> I look over here and has their names out. Hilarious. So, let's roll initiative. <laughs> 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 wow, I cannot read that. That's killing me. <laughs> I know you do, honey. That's the best part. I know you do, honey. <laughs> that, that before, that's before he steals the doctors, or is that after? Uh, that is uh, after. It's after. 23. It is about... Man, look at you guys. This may be the world's shortest session ever. This is the first double-digit initiative roll Not me. All right, remember, Nooney, Klaus, Gonlix, and Bong can fly. Oh, yeah. 
Don't forget that Garlex. Alright, what, what do we need to do first? We need to save Abigash or kill Leotaw. Baptist and Nini Klaus are up first. Nini Klaus is going to cast Scare. Where is Leotaw? Uh, here, let me... Crap, let me put her in and text. What's this big circle in the middle of, like, this... Where those gorillas have been going, number two. Which, which circle? <laughs> this thing? That is where Abagash is. Abagash is underneath the glass dome. Come on, Come on Dookies. Dookies. With Come the machinery. On. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, Andy Klaus is going to cast Scare. Okay. Caster can frighten all enemies within 60 feet. Creatures one hit die or less automatically frightened. Others receive a real save resist effect. Failure indicates they experience a moment of fright. They flee immediately, flee the area at maximum speed and last for 1d6 plus 1 rounds. Okay. 60 feet. 29 is the spell check. Okay, the gorillas all begin to flee. They head towards the steps. Let them pass, fellas. Leotal takes up in flight and begins wow. to move towards the steps as well. The iron sentinels seem unaffected. Somebody grab her. All right, if she's running by, Baptist is going to backstab her. <laughs> Three nice. times. How? You said she's flying? Mm-hmm. How far off the ground is she? About 10 feet. So Baptist won't really have a good shot on her. All right. Well, Nuni Klaus is going to use his second action then. Okay. And he is going to... Magic missile. Yeah, fire magic missile. And he is going to burn... You may want to throw one and see if she has a shield up first, because it might be... Yeah. All right, he's not going to burn. He's just going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. There's a single missile. It does 1d4 plus casting weapon. All right, he'll try to hit her. Okay. Magic points of damage. Okay. It hits this energy field and is all absorbed into it. Crap. All right. Uh... Okay, so Bong gets to go before her. Yep, so it looks like most of the people are fleeing towards the stairs, and then you've got an Iron Sentinel here, Iron Sentinel right. here, and a Baptist is going. Baptist is going for the baby. Okay. You're rescuing her, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, you just, you just never know. Famous last words. Baptist runs over here and snatches up that baby. Well, the baby glass, is underneath glass. the glass sphere. So there's glass of some sort separating Baptist from the baby. Like, is it something that could be picked up? No, it looks dome-like. Like I have to attack it or something. Looks uh. Okay. It looks like it's some. It looks like it's a defensive sphere. I mean, it looks formidable. Inside the sphere. What's that? The saw is inside the sphere. Saw and the the robotish looking thing is inside the sphere. Robot. Can I ask? Does it look like glass or does it look like a spell? It's a little, it looks like a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so it looks it, like it has a physical presence, but it looks more than just mere glass. Sure. Is the robot, like, completely in there? Is there, like, a way to... It is completely in there. Cut the power on the fingers. There does not appear to be... It almost seems like it's steam-powered. Think steampunkish robot. 
I'm, it's going to fill up with carbon monoxide real fast. <laughs> Jarvin pulls out his top hat and puts it on. Yes. With goggles. Yeah, yeah, time for goggles. Uh, Put the goggles on. Fabulous is going to strike the dome. Uh, and he destroys it. That was your attack roll? Uh, five. You missed the glass dome. Your dagger glances off of it. I'm going to try again. doesn't even really glance off of it. You sort of just, like, flat-out miss. 14. Okay, 14 hits. However, you get this shocking jolt as you do so, as this electrical field that seems to be circulating through and within the glass strikes you for 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. That's what you get for trying to do something nice for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that just starts running for the stairs, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my turn. Okay, that takes us to Jargon. Nice. Oh, high up on the list. Normally you don't get to go in these higher level games. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Um, so Jargon saw that Nuni tried casting Magic Missile Leoton. It was absorbed by a shield type of thing, correct? Correct. Do we think that might just be only magic damage or probably not? You've probably seen enough magic to know that it's probably more geared towards magic damage. Okay. I'm going to fire off an arrow. Actually, I'll use both actions to fire off an arrow at her. Okay. Whew. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, a crit. Holy cow. <laughs> All this build-up, and you guys are just going to scare her and crit The second shot will be a 15. I don't know if that hits her or not. 15 does not hit, but the crit okay. certainly does. Crit roll. 15 does not hit. Shit's here. She's probably got an AC bomb with that shield. Let's metagame real quick. Go for it. I don't follow the rules. It won't do you much good. <laughs> Smash foe's nose in an explosion of blood. Inflict an extra 1d6 damage with the strike, and the foe loses a sense of smell for 1d4 hours. So, 1d6 on top of another 1d6, so 8 points of damage, and she cannot smell anything for 4 rounds. <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry. Four hours. Okay. Eight points of damage, and she can't smell. She seems pissed as she flees. And that takes us to Mephrodis and Bong. Mephrodis is going to run over to the. Actually, Mephrodis. Bong is going to attack first. He's going to fly over, and he's going to attack Leotal with his magic sword with Bane of Human and. He is going to strike her as hard as he can at the same time try to grapple her to keep her from fleeing. That's torture. We're going to torture her. Okay. Bong hits a 20. He fails the deed. You do hit. Plus. You're being human, though? Mm hmm. You don't think she's human? Oh, crap. It's another one of her. Uh... <laughs> Wait, I rolled no, that. Off. Ignore it that. It does not seem to be another uh, avatar or some, some, uh, however you say the symbol. Oh crap! I just. It does not seem human. She's transcended humanity. Sorry about that, fellas. What I miss. We're waiting for you to roll damage, though you don't get the human bane because she does not seem human, though she does not seem to be one of the simulcarium, however you say that word, things. 
<laughs> okay. Sim- simulacrum. There you go. I think that that's close better than what I mutilated okay. it as. Baker. Baker. So how much damage do you do? Uh, let's see. One d eight plus four, five, six. One d eight plus six. Second hits hit hits as well. If that was a second roll. No, that was just an accidental roll. Okay. But I will roll it again. So you hit her, you do damage to her. So I do six, uh, I do 11 points of damage with that hit, and then I'm going to try the same thing. I'm going to try to grapple her while I hit her. Okay. So she is not human, you say. Correct. Wait, still plus one, though. Crap. Oh, a fumble. We'll take that. Mm-hmm. Roll 20 giveth, and roll 20 taketh yes, away. Yes, Let's be a good one. Mostly taketh. It really does. Well, we we take us. <laughs> it giveth. Yeah, yeah. We take us up the rear. Exactly. Hide armor. He rolls a d12. Okay. Modified by luck, which is a plus one. So does that subtract luck or add it? Add it. I think it's a reverse because it the chart's better low. Oh, well, then I want to subtract then if I have a higher luck. Right. So that would be a seven instead of a nine. Oh yeah, you're right. <clears throat> seven. You drop your weapon. Must retrieve it or draw a new one next action. Okay, I can accept that. So that means you get one attack next time instead of two. One is Mephrodis. One is all it'll take. Mephrodis. Oh, Mephrodis. He has so many options. <laughs> Mephrodis is going to dispel magic and try to bring down her magic shield. Okay. And he has a 13, which is probably failed but not lost on the spell magic, which I think is on page 204. No, let's consult spirit. It is on 208. Yep, 208. Failure but not lost. Uh, and he'll try it again because he's stupid. This time he has a 24, which is the caster potentially cancels certain spell effects within 20 feet. This includes friendly spell effects. So all the effects of a non-permanent nature are affected as well as select magic items. So he is going for the non-permanent magic shield. <clears throat> that should well, cancel the shield. potions and magic scrolls within range are permanently neutralized. Uh, I mean, who would be in range? So Bong ran over here to Leotal. Where's Leotal now? She's over by the steps, the spiral staircase. So Bong is she, over there, and she's right. I got her on the map. She's like right. Oh, I see her. There. And Liga Mephrus will also run over there. So I don't know if anybody over there has anything. Well, except the twenty-four takes three rounds to cast. Does it? Yep. So if you want to draw, reduce your roll to a one round to cast, you could potentially cancel the active effect of a single spell with a non-permanent duration. I'm going to do that then. Okay. Uh, so. The opposing caster may try to make a will save. She's scared to death. She ain't got time for that. <laughs> she, she's lost her will. Man, she's running for the door. She does not make her will save. Oh, shoot. Critters. Most of mine are fleeing, unfortunately. Yep. So one of the iron golems rolls around to Baptist. And... Pack Baptist. Misses, I assume. Missed. That's a miss. And since it moved, I get one attack. Is Mephrodis flying? 
Mephrodus is not flying. Okay, another Iron Sentinel rolls towards Mephrodus. Hacks Mephrodus. <laughs> Misses. Ooh. Oh, fumble. Fumbles. Fumbles. Might be a fumble. Might be. <laughs> what might fumble. come on? And uh, laughing stock because he missed the other Iron Sentinel. Like, ha ha! Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let his guard down. So back my other guys are moving. However, inside the sphere, Baptist has a very clear view as this steampunkish robot thing has maneuvered next to Abigash and the saw blade begins to reciprocate closes down towards Abigash's chest it's probably another round before it reaches the chest so it's not there yet but is Abigash moving? she seems to be unconscious but she's breathing yes Baptist can tell she is breathing but uh unconscious uh Probably at least another round before the saw blade actually hits her chest because the robot seems to be somewhat slow. But it, it, it's he gets a feel for what's going to happen. Uh, Sam and Gonlix. All right. <clears throat> so what's where's Leotah at? Where's she hanging? Leotah's over by the steps. She is an L right next to Bong. And there's four flying ape men that are also getting set to descend down this. In fact, actually, the ape men begin to descend down the steps. Leotal's following them, getting set to follow them. Okay. We got an idea. Could there be a way to block the door? Block the stairway once the gorillas go down? Jeffrey? Block the stairway? Yeah. There's really not anything in the room to do it. Uh, the throne, maybe, but it's pretty massive and floats on its own, so you're thinking it might be more, relatively difficult to, to move. Uh, okay. Santh is going to cast Spiritual Weapon, and I'm going to try to cast it inside... Ooh, Ooh, interesting. I like it. Like that. Definitely like that. That is cool. So, spiritual weapon. Spiritual weapon inside the glass dome. For 26. Man, 291. Hopefully it attacks the robot, not the baby. Um, So I can direct the weapon to attacking target within range. The weapon means... Plus three bonus to hit and inflicts an additional 1d8 damage. Uh, in addition to whatever it does, uh, other modifiers and damage dice. The weapon has two special abilities chosen by the characters noted above. The weapon continues attacking without any concentration on the Claire's part. He can direct it to a new target only with the thought. Um, the spell's duration ends. The weapon returns to the cleric hand. another um, salt. Oh, and it has to be like my own personal weapon, so I guess it's the Falks. Whoa! <laughs> I'll take it. Ow. So you cast the spell, the Falks disappears from your hand and appears inside the glass sphere wielded by some supernatural force. And you get an attack on the. Well, whatever you want to attack inside the sphere. Maybe she showed up. I don't. <laughs> so it gets two special properties. Um. Rust. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it'll be let me I gotta I gotta write all this down. Um, it'll be plus eleven to hit. Yeah, it should do twenty ten plus one d five plus six damage. That's what it does. It does that for uh, seven rounds. Nice. Um, man, <clears throat> let's see here. The special abilities, as noted above. Okay, so your special abilities for me the general section. Yeah. Uncle Avenger, Holy um, Shock, Light of the Lord, Sacred Defender. Um, I kind of want Sacred Defender, but it says it's specific to the cleric, so. Um, but I'm still, I'll still put Sacred Defender on it, and I'll put um, Holy Shock on it. Okay. Uh, not that this thing I don't know if this thing is actually a creature or not but um, that's what I'll do okay. and with my second action um, I'm going to cast Blessing okay um, 16 plus 7 12 um, I'm not standing next to I'm standing next to Dandelion so I, I tap Dandelion and she gets a plus 1 to all Attack rolls one. Okay. I don't know that that'll be helpful, but it wasn't the result I was looking for. So I'm just kidding. Wow. So that's it for for Sant. I'm going to go ahead and attack um, with the uh, the Falks as it's okay. a, as it's its own thing now. So uh, and it's going to attack the steampunk chair thing. Okay. The the so, robotic steampunkish thing inside the sphere, right? Yep. So does a twenty four hit? A twenty four does hit. Okay. Or, oh, that was a weak roll, but eleven points of damage. You do damage it. It doesn't seem to be quite as effective as it could have been otherwise, but you do damage it. And then the, I'll, I'll direct the sword to float between um, the device and Abagash, so like it's guarding. Okay. Whatever this saw blade thing is going to have to come through the sword first. Okay. Don't buck up my sword. <laughs> um, Gunlix is then going to jump in the air, somersault, and do a twisting corkscrew with his sword toward uh, Lingaton. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if I do die, I'm going to try to at least knock her away from the hole. Okay. Kind of want to skewer her on the wall, but I don't know if I'll be able to do that. But I'm definitely trying to knock her askance. Okay. So with his first attack, do do. You only get one attack to get the move so far. Oh, that's BS. I'm flying. I can fly real fast. You only get one attack. What? Landing. That hits. He's a seventh level warrior. He gets two attacks every round. That's right. I do. All right. So twenty hits. Yes, a 20 hit, and you hit your deed. Okay, so I knock her askance and do 16 points wow. of damage. Okay. Wait, you do more damage than that. No, I do 1d8 plus 1 damage, man. So I got the plus 8 for my deed. Plus 3. That's to attack, it's not to hit. You're, that's not your strength bonus? Uh-uh. Oh, never mind then, sorry. For whatever reason, I don't know, I have Longsword written down as a D3, D10 plus 3, but it only does 1D8 plus 1 damage. Something to do with, I think, my luck modifier is on that to yep. hit. A lucky weapon, maybe? My lucky weapon stuff, yeah. 
So, Leotard seems to be knocked away from the spiral staircase a bit, and it goes to Patrice and Dandelion. Blue earns for my second attack. Okay. <laughs> um, you don't get a second so attack? So she is, she is going to still be able to go down the thing, right? She's been knocked aside. It looks like she'll be delayed from getting down. It looks like she wants to try to crawl towards it, but she's been knocked aside. You didn't give Gunlights okay, a second okay. attack. No, he had to move all the way across. I moved all the way across, and I attacked twice. He should get two attacks. Well, I should only let you attack once. No, you should let me go attack twice. <laughs> a fair and impartial GM would let me do what the other player Was it a double move? Okay, do what the other player did. <laughs> <laughs> now, do I get a whole new deed roll, or am I supposed to... Supposed to carry it, I think. What am I doing with you, No, man? it's a separate attack. You should get a new deed. A new deed. That works. Right. Well, then with this roll, uh, I'm going to attempt to shove my blade uh, into Leotard's leg and pin her to the ground. Okay. Ah, no deed hit. But you hit, though. 1d8 plus 2 for <clears throat> an additional 9 points of damage. Okay, she is still up. <laughs> 5 points of damage from old Gonlex. Patrice and Dandelion. Okay, guys, I got a couple options I'm thinking with Dandy here. Um... I could use force manipulation to put a shield up over Abby in the in the thing, but I think the sword might be enough. I could use spiderweb to plug the hole so she can't get away, or I could enlarge bomb. Could you use the force manipulation to move that to open the sphere? I could. I could. It depends on what I roll. I could maybe get it and lift it up, or I could. I could just put a shield over her. That some of some of the shields are like a hundred can take a hundred hit points damage before they they break. You should get two two actions, so you could do both. Okay, yeah, that's true. So what I'd like to do first, I think, is um, I don't want her to get away. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to um, spiderweb the hole first. Uh, are the the gorillas through yet? I thought they were. Yes, they. You said they were through. Okay. Okay. So hold on a second. Yeah, the All gorillas right. are through. And I will burn two put on the, this. Put the spider web on her. Well, I can see what's, once I get what I get, I'll make a decision. Okay, nice. so 20 would be the total okay. with my burn. Okay, the caster weaves a spell up to 30 feet in diameter. It can be placed in any static location, such as a door frame or a hallway. Okay, and it lasts for 1d6 days. So I would like to place it right over that stinking hole. Okay. You easily... So it's covered with web. The flying gorillas are below it, so they are trapped below, but Leotah has not made it to the hole yet, so uh, you've got Leotah up above. Just go ahead and remove the gorillas because they are... For for now, at least, they're... Yep. For now, they are not a threat. Yep. And she's like, "You're, you're not going anywhere, bitch. And then, um, okay, so my second one, I can do the enlarge or the force manipulation. Um, let me mark down my spell burn. Hold on. That's makes it 11 strength. Okay. I think I'm going to go with force manipulation because I think these two burly dudes over there are going to take her down soon. So, All right, and I want a good roll on this, so I'm going to burn another uh, two. Okay. So I'll I'll add it to my bonus this time. Okay. There we go. Nice. <clears throat> shield walls protect against magic miss fifty percent of the time. A tower sh- uh, shield sized wall of force at a point within twenty five feet exists for 
uh, two dice, six rounds, and grants plus four AC bonus to the adjacent character. So I'd like to basically lay it over her, both okay. of them, like a like two shields. So she'll get a uh, uh, what's it? Uh, plus four AC. So okay, yeah. plus four AC to her. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's two plus four AC. I don't, I know I can't stack them, so you know. Okay. And I probably can't put them two different locations. So. Okay. So you got these force fields. They do appear to show up inside the dome. So you mm-hmm. have those in place. All right, Pat. Um, Pat would like to. Uh, can he get a uh, backstab on her, or is she, or is she? Uh... Yeah, she's otherwise distracted. Okay, so I will come in there and hold on a moment. Six. Reduce my bonus. Miss. And second attack, right? Yeah. Oh, crap. Missed. Yeah, damn it. But he's over there. Okay. Uh, that takes us to Baptist and Nooney Klaus. Alright. Magic Missile. Oh. Alright, with Backstab, I have I have plus a total of plus 17. Oh, man. Oh, a plus oh, 17. Because do you, do, you, do you add your <laughs> no, normal attack bonus to No, it? you just get the plus. Oh, okay, so I had plus 12. So the first roll would have been a, um, a 14. And the second roll would have been an 18. 18 is... Uh, I want to say it's a hit, actually. Give me a second. On my hastily problem. 18, you said? Was that an 18, you said? Yes, that's what he said. Then, yes, 18 is a hit. All right. Uh, two, let me roll my crit. Let's die 30 for the crit, right? Uh, seventh level three. Yep, stage die yeah. 30. There it goes. Nice. Oh. 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 Table. Table. Oh, table. Yeah. This may be served. Plus 3d6. Or Ooh. die instantly. Oh, wow. What is it? Strike through the heart, inflict an additional 3d6 damage with this strike, and foe must make a fort save DC 20 plus PC level or die instantly. Oh, God. <laughs> Just killed her. So that's the damage. The additional d3, or 3d6. And so the save is 27 for it. What was your regular damage? Uh, two. Two, okay. <laughs> so fittingly, Patrice kills Leotal where she stands, or where she lays over by the yes. stairway, climbing towards the webs. Leotal goes down. As it starts to climb, look at the The robot, however, inside the glass dome continues to still function. Yes. But, uh, but we got, we, got a, we bought some time at least with our defensive and offensive magic. What so about the, uh, and uh, uh, Klaus is going to cast magic missile. Okay. Twenty-five. Okay. Throws a single powerful missile that does twelve. Thirty-four. Okay, what are you casting it at? The iron golem that is okay. At practice, you want to cast it at that uh, glass, maybe? I think it might reflect. You casting an iron golem, an iron sentinel, the one by Baptist. Yep. They all go crashing into the sentinel, and it collapses. Okay. Any class cast magic missile again? Okay. Three rolls, one d four plus two missiles. Three missiles that do 3d6 plus caster level. 
It collapses as well. All right. Um, you guys have pretty much now cleared out the top floor. However, you still have this glass dome that has shocked Baptist already and with some sort of steamy steampunk robot with a saw and something in its arm. It's... I think Baptist is going to hold his turn. Okay. <clears throat> that takes us to Jargon. No, no. Can I can I change that? Yes, you can. Baptist is gonna Baptist is gonna get up here on top of this throne, start looking for the controls. Okay. Let me uh, what the hell? Just one second. Uh, there was something happened in that throne. Okay, you climb up in the throne, and you are sitting in the throne, and I'll give you an intelligence check next time as you search through the controls. Okay. Huh. And jargon. Man. So the saw is still moving. Saw is still moving. Abigail has shields on top of her. The Falx is inside the glass dome and looks like two shimmering shields are inside the glass dome now, but the glass dome is still there. What happened okay. last time we attacked the dome? Somebody got shot for 10 points yep, of damage? Yeah, Babs got shocked for 2d6. Okay. He attacked it with a Does a it dagger. still seem to have a sheen even though now she's dead? Yes. What did I attack? Did it, did it affect the dome? Uh, it looks like you did minimal amount of damage to it, but you did like scratch the surface, but you would have thought it would have done more, so it seems like it's got some sort of protection. <clears throat> so yes, you damaged it, but not as effectively as you would have thought. Yeah, if you want. And going to delay. He wants the magic users to be able to get a chance at this thing first, just to see if they can dispel the shield or whatever. Okay. Alright, Mephrys will try to dispel the shield. And move there. For 20. Wait, he has a spell burn point. He's going to spell burn point of strength because he had lost it earlier. So that, that's a twenty on the spell magic, which is on page two hundred eight. I think a twenty is the caster potentially cancels the active effects of a single spell with a non-permanent duration. Is this a non-permanent duration? Um, seems to be a permanent duration. What do you need for it? Uh, well, the, the problem is it takes more rounds to dispel like something with a permanent duration. Right. Okay. We got some. We got time. To get up to a permanent duration, non-permanent, non-permanent. Uh, it's going to be at least five rounds, and I need a 32 if I'm reading that right. Five rounds, thirty-two, and we can probably, I can probably work on it. How, how how much longer do we have with the uh, sword inside there? Like six more rounds. It should be uh, six rounds with the sword and then ten yeah. rounds with the shields. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Okay, so you have a thirty-two. Wait, let him cast it again. Can can, oh, can, yeah. can Jargon burn luck on both on whichever one's the better result? <laughs> no. Why not? You can burn luck now, or you can burn it on the next one, or both if he has enough luck to spare. 
Because I'm going to be giving you six, which will put me down to three. So now I have a forty percent chance of doing better on the next roll. A sixty percent chance of doing worse. Uh, but this is roll twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't burn all that luck. We don't know what's going to happen next. Pass um, it again. Just do what you're going to do, man. Good show. That luck. I mean, we don't know. Cthulhu might be here like next round. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. Do you have magic shield? No. All right, here he goes. <laughs> You're right, though. The roll was better. It was better. It was. It shouldn't have been by the it numbers, was better but by it a was point. better. It was better. Hey, let Bong smash through it. Okay. Bong's going to run up, and he's going to use his D to smash through it. He's going to use all his D damage for like extra damage on the shield. Okay. Just smashing through it. He has a 15 to hit, and he hit the deed. You hit a small little crack happens, but you take five points of damage. And okay. you get uh, like a teeny little hairline crack in the shield. I don't get any damage roll or anything? Uh, you can. I mean, it, it obviously doesn't matter, right? <laughs> I mean, you've damaged it slightly. Okay, I just will move to my second attack then and do the same okay. thing for 29. Okay, that's a nice solid hit. Do the damage off of this one. You take four points of damage, though, as the electricity flows through you. So that's a nine total. That would be a plus three. Oh, sorry, wrong roll. Actually, it's a. I need to roll a d8, so. Twelve damage. Okay. Doesn't seem to be quite as effective as it was, but you make the little hairline crack slightly larger. So I've taken nine damage. Jargon, you want to go, or are you waiting still? Um, I mean, at this point in time, the only thing I can do is wait to be a luck battery, because I'm not, I don't know if I'll really be able to do much damage to this thing to hit it. <clears throat> so I'll, oh. I'll, how about I, del- I delay till the end of the round, Okay. and then we'll see what happens. So, the robotic-like thing inside the sphere continues to move forward, and the saw blade begins to just slightly touch Abigash on the chest. It looks like it's going to try to do some sort of open-heart surgery whoa, type thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, about, uh, what about the blade? It's there, but it still hits. But it has not started. It's like it just the blade, tips of the blades have started touching, and it's you guys again. Through the shield and everything? Yes, it made it through the shield on that particular roll. Uh, Samp. Is, so the, is the glass dome still up? Glass dome is still up. That Bong has put a hairline crack in it, slightly expand a little bit with the second set of hits. Okay. And the, you have the fox inside the, the thing with it. And the iron golem is down too? Iron golems are both down. It's pretty much just down to this glass dome with this robotic creature thing inside with Abagash. Alright, uh, is going to fly over there and whoop on it. Okay. Alright, crack it open. Okay. 15. Okay. Uh, you hit, You. it's sort of a glancing blow. You take four points of damage. <laughs> but you need a little higher to get your damage roll on it. Really? Yep. Well, that sucks. Try that again. There you go. 
now get some damage rolling on this thing. I want to crit the thing. <laughs> you do get 10 points of damage from that. Good lord. As the electricity flows through you, but go ahead and do crits and the whole bit. All right. Well, the damage for that, yep. regular straight up damage, is 13. Okay. Let me find my my crit table. Make sure you look up the crit table versus uh, class dome shield things. I'll, I'll, I will do that. I had my luck to my crit roll, right? It's yes. going to be like, you know, gets his larynx. Oh, that's freaking lame. Uh, strike to the gut. The foe must make a fort save. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit. Is there any extra damage? Nope. So roll 2d6. Okay. So you widen the crack, and it's almost like the electrical field has been disrupted now. There's enough of a crack, and it's not passable, but it seems like it's you've broken up enough continuity that the electrical field seems to be diminished. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leaves me sand sword. So when I hit this thing earlier, uh-huh. did I did I get the impression that I did any amount of damage to it, or when you hit it, when? Um, with the falks when I hit the oh yeah the falks definitely did some damage to it I mean is this thing like rickety does it does it look like if I hit it another time or two it might it's a fairly stout mechanical beast I mean you did damage to it before but it's it's still up and it I mean it seems to it doesn't seem rickety so I could go for trying to attack the glass with the falks. Yes, you could try that as well. Or I could keep whacking on this thing. Yes. So your theory could be try to break the glass dome down so lots of people could get to the robot thing, or the falks could try to take on the robot thing itself. Now you said this, there's a there's an arm grasping like a gem. Arc. Yes. There's an arm glassing. It looks to be like a ruby red human heart shaped thing, slightly smaller than the human heart. I think it was going to replace her heart with the gem and take her heart. What if I just uh, target that gem? What that happen? You can try that as well. Though I'll probably give you like a pseudo deed roll on that. Like a, so you're a, give you like a D5 on a deed roll just to see if you are able to hit the heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Is yep. the heart inside the dome or outside? Inside the dome with the robot. Robot has two arms. One's with a saw blade. One grasping the the. I, I would attack the saw blade. Oh, it's your kid, man. <laughs> Saw blade. Um, yeah, but before I do that, uh, Santa's going to cast Blessing again. No. Oh, I didn't do that first. Oh, yeah. I wish we reminded you, but... It doesn't matter. It's a dumb roll. <laughs> In fact, I think that makes my stupid disapproval go up. Oh, yeah, of course it does. I'm at two now. A crock. Um, and then uh, Santa will go over there and, and I guess he'll pull out. Um, no, I'm going to cast that thing again. I'm going to cast that thing spell. Get a decent roll. Um, who hasn't gone yet? Chargon. I mean, he's delayed, but. That, or uh, Dandelion and uh, yeah. Pat. Uh, Santa will give the blessing to, to Pat. Okay. So I think that's going to be a 
plus one to all attack rolls for one turn. Okay, that's quite a long time. Um, and then, yeah, I'll go ahead and have the folks. Uh, I'm going to try to strike. See, yeah, I'm going to try to strike the blade on the... Ah, damn it. I don't want to, like, drive the damn saw blade into the kid either, though. This sucks, Jeffrey. Um, I'm going to try... I guess I'm going to use the folks to try to, like, bat the saw blade out of the way. Like, like away, bat it away. Up and away from the baby, so I can uppercut with the with the folks. Okay, as long as you don't fumble, you should be cool. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Damn it. Why did you have to say it? I killed, uh, I killed Kelly's first favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I got plus seven. All right, do you want me to add that type of a deed thing to this, or or for this? Yeah, know? do the deed to see if you hit the blade. So like a D five for the for a pseudo cleric deed. Oh, man! Does a thirteen hit hit the device? It hits the device, not lucky. quite the way you wanted it per well, se, but wait. you hit and do some damage. Wait, now, I didn't do the deed yet, because I didn't think the deed should be part of my attack roll, it should count. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to do it separate to see if okay. I didn't want it. Okay, so you end up, you hit the blade. Uppercut. Roll some damage. Uppercut. All right, Kelly, that was close. Yeah. That was real close. For, for those watching at home, that was a natural roll of a two. So I really did. It's still good. 16 damage. Okay. I've done all I can, boys. The blade now has like got this little bend to it, whereas before it seemed like it was surgical precision. Now it seems it's this jagged, nasty-looking <laughs> blade thing, but, but it seems like it's still intent on performing its purpose, but now it looks like it's a damaged blade. That takes us to either Jargon, if he wants, or Patrician Dandelion. Let Pat and Dandy go first. I'll okay. take the last one. All right. So, first of all, Pat is going to go up and attack. I know I can't backstab it, but I'm going to go up and attack the uh, the dealie. The glass dome? Yeah. Okay. Is this the last darkly? You don't know. I don't think it is. <laughs> 18 to hit. You do hit. You do not get shocked electrically. Seems like enough the field disruption has been... Okay. And a total of 6 damage. 6. If it's not a backstab, it's not worth it. The crack widens more, but it, it, the dome is still relatively okay. intact. I'll attack again. So 9 plus 7 is uh, uh, 16. 16 hits. For uh, 4 points. And the crack's getting bigger. It's close, but it's just not quite there yet. Okay. And she is going for her first action is going to... Um, Shoot a magic missile at the dome. Okay. Okay. Seems like at this um, point the dome is losing many of its magical properties as it begins to get breached. Okay. Oh, I almost rolled the wrong guy. Hold on a second. Alrighty. The caster throws a single powerful missile that does 4 die 12 plus caster level. That'll work. Okay, it does uh, 27 points. The missile must be aimed at a single target, so yeah, that's fine. So it's a single missile? Yeah. 
So this large missile goes streaking across, strikes the dome right where the crack is at, and it shatters into millions of pieces as it clatters to the floor in the shattering glass. And you're left with just this robot that now has no dome protecting it, and okay. it's bent, hooked saw blade from where Samp hit it, coming down even closer towards uh, Abagash. Okay, and I will use I'll follow up with a second magic missile to that. Okay. Nice. nice. It throws one die four plus two missiles that do one die six plus caster level. Two d six plus fourteen. So I do four magic missiles that do damage to equal to one die six plus caster level. So four die six. Uh, so it's yeah. I got it's each one does per caster level. I remember yeah. That. So it's forty six times plus twenty one. Tw- twenty eight. Okay, I don't want to do the twenty eight bonus. Hold on, I'll just add it after. So 14 plus 28 is, math man, uh, 42, right? And all of the missiles go crashing into the robot, and its one arm falls off to the side. The blade tumbles away from Abagash, and this giant bellow of steam and smoke erupt from the, the metal construct as it becomes inoperational. Dragon jumps up and grabs her. Jargon, Jargon's listening. There's like, look what I just did. They're almost, they're almost the same size. Good move. You go in there. Jargon gets in there, begins unreleasing the straps from the from the table, and is easily able to free Abigash from the the table. Man, he's gonna hand her over to uh, uh to Dandelion. Okay, she grabs her, and uh, looks over at the corpse of. Uh, the, wi- the wizard and says uh, basically like we have to ensure that she doesn't have a phylactery or some other body somewhere that her spirit didn't go somewhere we have to make sure she's deader than dead would jargon urinating on her dead corpse work with that would that help <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I could cast detect magic um, detect evil I might have to just loot, loot this place to find out if she has a other body somewhere. I can bless her. I can holy sanctuary. We could fill her guts for food of the gods. Detect <laughs> evil, <laughs> Sam. Can you do detect evil? Yes. That might be wise. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I assume that we want to find the glass darkly. Um, I want to know about that gem heart too. It's like almost right at eleven, but I'm going to cast this detect evil and see what we see. I probably don't see very much. Yeah, you don't see a lot. There, there, there's some evil floating around. Yeah, yeah. So there, you, yeah, you still get a little bit of evil auras from something, and it's not necessarily her, but you can't quite pinpoint what or where. Cast yeah. it again. What is bad to see on the throne? On the throne, you do find a series of switches. Uh, it's sort of indiscriminate what they actually do, especially now that the glass dome has been destroyed. Uh, so you don't find a whole lot on the throne beyond that. Let's let's call this here because knowing Jeffrey, there's probably 19 different ways she's stashed around this place that we got to take out. <laughs> cast it one more time. Come on, we got one cast more minute. Cast one more time. We got yeah. one more minute. Yeah, what well, could happen? Roll one. Oh, looky there. Three more points. Sixteen. Mm. Cast again. <laughs> <laughs> cast it till you get it. Keep going. So that can be a stopping point for the evening. Uh, wow. 
We got a lot done, guys. You rescued Abigail. Leotop appears to be dead. There's probably a valid concern on trying to make sure she doesn't have something stashed. Detective might be a good way to go. There might be some other ways to do it. Uh, you are now in a throne room, which last time I believe you guys planer stepped out of. So there is actually an unexplored area in this area, and then there is the matter of the glass darkly as well, depending on what your goals are. With I've got one more question. Yes, sir. I mean, I have, like, I have one question left. With the ancestors. With the ancestors? Yeah, you only used two. I'm good. Go for it. Is she dead? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got two words out of them, man. <laughs> That's a I'm bringing it together. It's said sorta. <laughs> sorta. <laughs> All right. So like we're gonna get. We'll, we'll be able to loot this place for quite a bit if there's a lot of stuff in here. So that's where we can wrap it up. Yeah, there we go. How Matt did it, sorta. Yeah, gotcha. That works. Uh, that's where we'll wrap it up tonight. Next week, like I said, you'll probably want to see what else is around this throne room, determine whether or not you believe Leotah is completely dead or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is the matter of what powers this tower, the glass darkly, depending what your goals are with the tower itself. Um, cool. Awesome guys. And that should be cool. Yeah. See you awesome. Awesome guys. Thank God. Cool. <laughs> We did it. We did it. <laughs> Finally. It took you guys long enough. For now. <laughs> so. Awesome. We'll play again next week. Yep, cool. Good game, guys. Good game. Later, guys. Yeah. See ya. See y'all. See ya. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think. 